0: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Nduli, Monday to
1: Thursday, 10pm till midnight.
0: A warm welcome to you, Numbumelele Omoholluane. You're an education researcher at Stellenbosch University. How are you?
2: Um, Good evening, Patricia and the listeners. Um, I'm very well, Um, but I think um, a minor addition is I'm a researcher for the Department of basic education um, but I'm also studying within with University
0: of Finland. okay thank you very much for elaborating for us so you are a member of the a team right now and it's official we'd like to welcome okay. you, thank you so much. <laughs> and and uh, we are happy that we've got someone from the Department of uh, basic Edu- of education who's a researcher who's going to give us more information about the importance of mother tongue versus English when it comes to formative of years of studying. Talk to us about the study that you have embarked on.
2: Sure. Um, so um, the work um, specifically referring to in this case is examining language policy in South Africa and um, what's transpired almost for the past um, long while. So starting from Afrikaans and colonial to currently examining the 10 language and education policies over the past 25 years and trying to, I guess, reflect on what we could learn from how Afrikaans developed um, and taking those lessons into how we can strengthen and empower the development of African languages um, for forward-looking education policy moving forward.
0: Mm. So this research, how long have you gone into it and what, what, what extent have you done the research to?
2: Sure. It's been in the making, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, a couple of years working on this, as well as um, working in the department, leading some research that um, gathers evidence on the best ways to teach um, reading in those early years, particularly in home language. We've done a lot of work in Sizwana in Northwest, um, in terms of the research work based on implementation, but a lot of the work preceding that or complementing that has been really trying to understand what we mean when we speak about language policy in South Africa, and I'm sure as you know, language policy is emotive, um, is ideological to some extent, but I think the main argument I'm trying to make is moving our conversation from the usefulness of language as a historical component or a cultural resource to how can we use language in education um, to inform what we teach, how we teach, and how long we teach in African languages um, in schooling.
0: This is uh, Late Night Conversations on SAFM. We are talking the policy options to crack the mother tongue versus English riddle in South African schools. And uh, our guest uh, today is Nompu Melelo Moholwane, who's an education researcher and also uh, a scholar at the Stellenbosch University. I'd like you to please join us. Uh, if you're an educator and you understand the importance of mother tongue um, uh, teaching or you are a parent and you're a bit confused because you take your child to a school that doesn't necessarily offer the mother tongue or you are in a uh, a family that has mixed languages. Let us know what your opinion about this particular research is and how you feel we can go around giving our children the best of education and learning languages. The number you can uh, interact with us on is 11 or you can call us on 0891 You can also go to Twitter and send us your messages there at Radio at Patricia Uli hashtag SAFMLNC for WhatsApp 06141 0614- one oh four one oh seven here there and everywhere SAFM One o five FM in Peter Madsburg
1: hashtag SAFM LNC
0: SFM 104 to 107 nationwide and on DSTV channel 814. My name is Patricia Ntuli. We are the A-Team and we are here together to talk about uh, mother tongue versus English riddle in South Africa. Our A-Team guest uh, is Lo Moholwane, but I'd also love to hear from you. So please do call me on 891 and let me know what you feel we should be doing to overcome uh, this particular riddle. Now, Mulelo, here I've just received uh, an anonymous um, message on my WhatsApp from an A-teamer and they Mm -hmm. say, sign language, please, can this be taught to every child from grade R? It is a universal language. Now, this is an addition to just mother mother tongue language.
2: Yeah, that's um, very interesting. Um, I think from a few years ago, maybe last year officially, Um, Sign language was adopted as one of the languages that um, examinations in grade 12 can be taken in. So um, added as an examinable language, and um, I think the president at the time had made um, a few statements about its adoption um, as an official language, but I'm yet to see the updated number moving from 11 to 12 in terms of formally constitutionally or legislatively adopted languages for sign language. Um, But sure, uh, teaching sign language um, to all children from grade R I think presents a bit of a dilemma. Similar with uh, the mother tongue conversation we're having and teaching in both languages. Because essentially it means having firstly teachers who are trained and qualified to teach in whichever language we're speaking about, whether it is African languages or the 11 official languages and sign language. Um, and it's about having the resources such as books, etc., cetera, um, for that. And then it also in- involves society. I mean, currently, um, the school governing body decides what the language of learning is going to be in school. So adopting sign language um, in the way that it's being proposed would involve society and schools saying that that is what they want to do. In addition to the mother tongue and English that is currently being um, adopted. Has- adopted and taught in
0: those grades so now let's go back to the policy options to crack uh, the mother tongue versus english riddle in terms of the research that you've mentioned you've also mentioned the fact that there's evidence in botswana tanzania ethiopia kenya and uh, in south africa that supports that when children in their formative schooling years begin learning in their mother language uh, this is best for the children's development. Could you please explain to us what is the adverse if a child starts learning in English as opposed to a Zulu child learning um as the first language of learning?
2: Sure. Um, so, yes, um, as you say, the evidence for mother tongue instruction in the early years um, comes from an international basis and education theory but has also been proven in developing country contexts, including on this continent. Um, essentially, what the thinking is on that, um, let me speak about the theory and then what's happening in South Africa, is that children come to school ready to learn in, a lang- in whatever language they've been exposed to until that time. And so, when we speak about mother tongue in this case, it's not literally the language of the mother, it could be the language of the father, like you mentioned or from a family that has multiple languages. Essentially, it is the language that is dominant for that child. What language does that child speak and understand? And that would be the language which is most beneficial for them to start learning in. And as you can imagine, children come into school at what, five, between five and seven, um, being able to speak, being able to understand, having developed a vocabulary. And so what you want to do in those first years of schooling, is help them translate from an oral vocabulary or oral proficiency to a written and a um, reading proficiency. Um, and so if they can do that and continue in a language they've already had a base for, the learning is more uh, real for them. If you, if you give them a label of the word cat and they know what a cat is and they understand what you mean, it's easy for you to teach them how to spell it, whereas if your first interaction with school is learning in a completely different language when you don't understand the instructions being given or what the concept or construct being discussed is, Um, it can be disheartening and lead to um, reduced rates of learning. And so that's the overall thinking of why we should learn in the language we know best often the mother tongue. And so in South Africa, 75% um, of children start their learning in all the um, African languages with about 25% starting their learning in English, and they continue to do that for the first three years. Um, This African language or mother tongue used is used to teach them all their subjects, but they also get exposure to English, um, largely building an oral vocabulary of English to enable them to switch to learning all their subjects in English from about grade four. This is when they start learning science um, and geography and history. And for those subjects in grade 4, those are learned in English with the home language then becoming a language subject. So they learn the language, but the, all the rest of the schooling then transitions to English in grade 4.
0: Uh, Atima jafta via whatsapp says I agree with the A there sign language is very important to us human race we still remember what happened at Mandela's funeral in 2013 that is from jafta um and uh, yeah. let's uh, move on to the line I've got A Ngonde. good evening Hello. to you Ngonde. how are you good day evening
1: about um let me talk about language, how important it is for education. I'm talking here about cognitive theorists.
0: Okay. one Nonde, I'm going to have to ask you to please keep it short and sweet because uh, our time with Nombomilelo yeah. is very Three short.
1: 30 seconds, one minute.
0: Eh? Excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lev Vygotsky, right, he is a Russian cognitive theorist who pointed yeah. this thing out many years ago how important language in fact Franz fanon in 61 says language is an appropriateness to culture i remember patricia when i was up to grade five we were learning the heart muscles and the ventricles whatever anything closer saying that it's you know, it never could be a man. it was so nice patricia guess what we became then literate and mature in our language. When English was becomes a piece of cake. Very much. Easy. These children, Patricia, don't know English. I'm a former teacher myself. In grade eleven, I tried to teach them a concept of economics in English. It was very difficult. When I called switch, which you can do in this class I give them examples of the very, very same in this course. They were laughing, you know, so nice, and they understood. Patricia, yeah, good evening. Thank, Thank you very so very
0: much, AT Ngonde. Good evening to you. He kept it sweet and short. Enjoyed that. Numpumelela, no, I hear you agreeing with uh, Ngonde's points there.
2: Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, there are several theorists um, over time that have, spoken and written um, about language and Vygotsky is one of them who speaks about zones of proximal learning Um, and I think it's essentially what I was explaining earlier about if you're transitioning to learning how to write or how to add labels to objects that you already know in a language that is a zone that is close to what you know and therefore the leap from knowing the oral words to knowing how to write is close enough and if you add a language switch to that, that zone of proximal learning may be too far for learners to um, adopt. And yeah, I think we, we are not new to a history of learning in African languages right through until grade six. Um, that was what was offered in Bantu education and research now in hindsight, um, looking at a cohort of people who had learned in their home languages, even under those difficult circumstances, um, shows that they mastered learning much better um, compared to others who were learning just in English at the time. So there's definitely a long-term benefit to knowing your first language well, and then building the infrastructure to learn a second language well. So it's less about English versus home language and which one is better. It's about sequencing and about structuring to make sure that you take the reports that you do have, often your home language, often in our case an African language, and create enough space to build a bridge to learning a second language like English.
0: So let me go to these voice notes and see what the A-teamers have to say, Nompumelelo, in light of the research that you have done.
1: Great. Uh, Patricia, The the system of education in South Africa has collapsed. We start by NCS and we, we came up by OPE after OBE, now we we are having this NCS and and CAPS then the language policy it it diminish or lower the the standard of thinking of learners in in transfer the knowledge coming from their language and to the second language which is English so the foreign language is disadvantaging to learners Because they don't decode with understanding when they are reading, so it's a problem. It's Peter. I just want to ask your guest. You know, nowadays people are working with benefits. After learning your mother tongue, maybe 100% with your mother tongue. I. What are the benefits from that? Because. Some of us, we are changing the language just because of the benefits after uh, shifting from your own language to uh, English or any other uh, language like Portuguese and etc. What are the benefits from our mother tongue? Thank you. Hey Patricia, please talk to your guest. Today. She must give us the, the scope for, for 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 funding people who are interested in in in, in pursuing edu-, edu education, majoring in in those different languages. Uh, as, as for some scholarship for basic of of of, 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 of education, that, and some some links, so we get some 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 funding tools So for for our studies, please. All right,
0: Nompumelelo, you've heard our A-teamers. Maybe let's start with the last one. Is there scope? Is there funding for people who want to go into understanding our mother tongue languages and learning them better?
2: Sure. Um, so in terms of scope, um, I would define scope as if there a need, is there space, um, is there expertise required? And I would say absolutely. We need, I mean, we have, uh, 11 official languages, as well as sign language, as, as, as has been uh, mentioned. Uh, we have languages for signs that need to be written for history, terminology. We need linguists. We need teacher trainers. And so in terms of coming alongside and helping us understand how to teach language better, we definitely need more people. In terms of funding, um, I'd encourage um, the listeners to check out Letasa, the Literacy Association, of South Africa probably as one of the places where um, the most information on bursaries available would be provided. So as the Department of Basic Education, our mandate is to write policy with funding for that, so operational funding um, and funding the majority of um, basic education money going to teacher salaries. So unfortunately, uh, the DBE is not the place for bursaries. Of course, the Department of Higher Education um has a slightly different purpose and may be able to help with that. Then I think moving on to the second component about the mother tongue benefits and um, people changing their language because of the benefits. I absolutely agree and and I think that's where a lot of us are in the country um, where we have unemployment, where we are trying um, for most parents to get their children into a job um, most of us will make a decision to pursue the language of employment. So the language in which you can get in tertiary education, the language in which you can get paid. And currently that language at the tail end of the education system is English. Um, we are seeing a few incidents, for example, the University of Northwest had the head of department of Suswana writing her PhD in Sizwana. Um And so starting to signal... Um, that there are options to do something like that but it absolutely needs a lot of development and so I confirm and agree that parents are choosing English because it's a language that gets economically compensated but I think we have space and room to try and start creating an economy that rewards knowing African languages. My own hypothesis on work I'm intending to do moving forward is proving that for a lot of our frontline services, so if you went to the municipality or if you went to a public hospital, actually the professional serving you end up not serving you in English. Everyone switches to whatever the local language is at the time, depending on where you are in the country. And so there is an actual practical use in terms of services that come from these African languages, but were not compensated for them in terms of money. So I think there's space to do that. And then I think the last two points that were made are around the curriculum class. I think I would disagree with that. I think we have enough data and have participated over the past maybe 20 years in international assessments that show that the education system overall is improving, that more learners are reading, more black children are reaching universities and more of them are coming from township and rural schools. I wouldn't say the system is collapsing, but I do acknowledge there has been substantial change in terms of the curriculum, um, as has been mentioned, including inappropriate curriculum like what OBE was um, Mm. when it happened.
0: All right.
1: Excuse me, Mr. Stool. I made a mistake. What, what, what I'm asking is, we already we're already within within the teaching phase, but now at the, the college at the college level, so we just need your guests to 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 put us through uh and all those funding because we're already our linguists, so we have that potential of of, of educating our own um Marathon languages. Thank you, thank you, dear.
0: Okay, number. Right. could you respond? Yeah,
2: sure. Um, okay, so I think I understand. Um, so I would say uh, two ways uh, to take that forward. One would be um, looking at the DBE's um initial teacher birthery. Um They're not; they have specialized areas um, where funding is given to teachers who want to specialize um, in several things, including language teaching as one component. And another would be to partner with your Um, university faculties in terms of the research that they are doing um, to try and and move this work forward. Often as this work is being done, there would be adverts um, or a call to universities to ask them to partner. For example, I know that um, the Department of Higher Education and Training has created something called Centers for African Language Teaching and had a call out to all universities to say to them that they would like them to establish African language centers, and each university could bid, but actually out of the 23 and maybe now 25 universities or higher education institutions, only three applied for this opportunity. So I think it maybe is an exposure um, and a communication gap, um, but I would say um, stay in touch with your languages faculties and your education faculties, opportunities for further funding do exist.
0: So um, I see a message here from Sake Jog, who's in Chatsworth in Durban. And Sake says, we take med students to Cuba to learn in Spanish, and we still consider them to be better than those trained in South Africa in English. This shows us that language, especially English, does not make a person more knowledgeable. So I don't ever want to hear the argument that teaching in our home languages will make our education lose value. That's an argument a lot of black people use against learning a mother tongue and as i close off um i'm going to close off with this uh, message from a who hasn't given us their name so we'll say anonymous a the idea of teaching in the person's mother tongue is great but how are you going to teach math and physics for example without using english terminology how does one say integra in zulu
2: Cool. Um, Excellent uh, points. Absolutely agree with uh, the first caller's, Uh, well, the first um, comment around the use and value of mother tongue. Um, I that is what I'm arguing for. To say that I am proposing that we don't see mother tongue as a bridge to English, but we see it valuable in and of itself for educational purposes, not just for culture. But also I'm saying um, we will really move things forward if we start seeing African languages or mother tongue as a language of the economy, as a language of science, as a language of math, and not just as a bridge to English. So absolutely agree. Um, There is no inferiority in mother tongue education. And then on your last comment around how are we going to do uh, math and physics, I think it links to the first comment made um firstly, that terminology is developed, so even in English, words for um I know the shape pentagon um is literally a word translated from Latin that describes the number of sides that are in the shape. It's not as though English inherently has these terms designed in it. there is terminology development that is then. Um, work is done to do that translated into textbooks and then taught and so for African languages the same can be done we also have resources that we can draw from as I mentioned um, earlier pre-1994 math was taught in African languages and so was science and post-1994 there have been several efforts to try and develop terminology often in a bilingual context, which I think I I am for. So learning words for science and math in both English and an African language. We definitely can teach math and science in African languages.
0: Numbumelelo, because of time, I'm going to have to thank you so very much for joining us on the A-Team Late Night Conversations. And uh, this has been a conversation that we need to have again in the future. As your research progresses, uh, please do stay in touch with us uh, so that we can know um, what more findings you get.
2: Thank you so much um, for the opportunity to join you this evening. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to the next time. Good night. Good night. SFM late night conversation.